ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome to the Wednesday, June 20th. edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 155 years of the great state of West Virginia. Happy birthday to the Mountain State today. We'll take your phone calls this hour. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. It's a kind of a quiet sports day unless you are following the World Cup. I've got a few things from the World Cup we'll get into. I'm going to save those for later on in the program. Nothing necessarily involving play on the pitch, but there's some tragedy coming out of the World Cup, including the fact that maybe, just maybe, soccer fans are alcoholics. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about that later on. But there's so much I want to get into today, and of course... I mean, keeping an eye on what's happening with Disney, Comcast, and, of course, Fox. Now, if you've been following the story, Comcast came up with a counter-proposal. They're trying to outbid Disney to acquire Fox's media assets. And Disney upped their game. Disney dropped a bid of $71.3 billion. So they're trying to keep Comcast from messing up the works. Now, the new bid includes potential regulatory give-ups, such as Disney uh, saying that they're going to divest all other regional sports networks, of which there are 22. That's why I'm interested in this today. So if Disney has to sell off the uh, regional sports networks, uh, if the deal faces what is described as significant opposition from government authorities, they're going to do it. And... We're going to find out that the Fox board is um, going to probably be more receptive to this one. Uh, The word is it's pretty much a superior bid right now. And I think there's a relationship between Fox and Disney right now, and they want to get together and make it work and, and merge assets. And there's nothing but an upside here for the regional sports networks if Disney acquires them or if Disney has to divest them, sell them off. There's such a upside here. Now, their new offer, though, higher than the price of the original deal. They were offering $52.4 billion in stock. And then Comcast said, hey, we've got an all-cash offer. We'll give you $65 billion. So Disney upped their proposal, and Fox and Release said that the new Disney deal is superior to the proposal made by Comcast. And Disney chair and CEO Bob Iger also noted that his company has, quote, time on its side as its deal with Fox has undergone several months of regulatory review and would presumably be approved sooner than if Comcast started the process today. Now, uh, Fox said it's proposed it's going to postpone the special meeting of shareholders it, it had originally scheduled on July 10th to a future date. What this means for you? Well, directly, maybe not much, but indirectly, What happens here is if Disney decides to sell the regional sports networks, who buys them? Well, maybe Comcast picks that up. I think that's a a positive here for the regional sports networks because if Disney goes ahead and wins this and they're the ones to take over and they've got to divest, then Comcast could swing in and say, hey, you know what? We kind of want those. Would you sell them to us? 
But I don't know if that's necessarily the answer right now. CBS is there. CBS could be in this. Keep that in mind. You've got Comcast. You've got CBS. CBS could drop in there. Might not happen. They've got their own issues right now with Viacom. They might not be able to make the purchase, but you've also got Turner Sports. Turner Sports is out there. And guess what? Time Warner, they're over Turner Sports. And they just got snapped up by AT&T. So AT&T takes over Time Warner, has Turner Sports. And they could drop in on this. There's so many potential bidders for this. And here's one. I got this one as well as I was doing the research today. Discovery is a potential suitor here because they want to get into sports in the United States. And if they get into Fox Sports Net, they get into the regionals, there's a possibility there. And don't forget Amazon, Facebook, and Google. They've got the money. And if they want to get into that space, they've got the cash as well. So I think what that means for us as sports fans is all of a sudden you might have a new player on the block. And if you have a new player, then there's going to be the potential for deals to be made. And when I mean deals, they're going to need content. Where do you get that content from? Well, you get the content from, of course, conferences like the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, Pac-12, the Big 12, the American, the Mountain West, Conference USA, the Sun Belt, the MAC. Just to look for content in the college side. And if you've got regional sports networks, and of course there's some pre-existing deals there, where do you go if you want to watch a hockey game on a Thursday night? Where do you go? Well, you, you turn on mostly your regional sports network. If there's not a national game on, you turn on your regional sports network, and there you go. Where do you go if you want to get a weeknight Cavaliers game, and it's not being televised nationally? Well, you flip over to your regional sports network. Where do you go if you want to catch the Pirates? You don't want to listen to them on the radio, and I, I, I can't fathom that. Why would you not want to listen to them on the radio? But say you want to watch the game. Say you can't, um, you can't listen to the game. You want to watch it instead, whatever the case may be. I, I don't suggest that. You always listen to the game if you can. Where do you go? You go to your regional sports network, right? So there's so much content out there. And there's so much potential for maybe the regional sports network become something there that's not a, a super competitor, but a competitor and a content provider. There's so many ways this can go. And I think that's a positive in the sense that competition is good. When you have multiple outlets covering sports, that's good from the standpoint that they're going to have more opportunities available for your league, for your for your teams. That's just a fact that there's more opportunity out there, and they're going to need content. Everybody's going to need content. So that's part of the play here, that these regional sports networks, if they're divested from Disney, that's going to open up somebody else getting into this, and it's also going to open up a new player or someone who has all of a sudden a need for more content. 
where that leads for Conference USA and the other leagues in the future, who knows? But the potential's there. Same thing for professional sports. It's exciting from that standpoint. Now, if AT&T isn't a player or Amazon, Facebook, Google, they're not a player, none of these guys step in. Instead, Disney doesn't have to divest them, and all of a sudden you're thinking, you know what? That's going to look really nice on that ESPN brand right about now. Or here's another thing. Disney instead could just say, we're going to take these sports properties we have. This is going to be our new different thing. They could take it that way and just have this own thing. And instead of branding and absorbing it into the ESPN monster in the machine, they could have it as a separate thing. Think of that. You could have... Disney operating, imagine that, Disney operating several companies here. But if you've got all of this in front of you, you've got some options here. I mean, Turner Sports might be a viable player for this. CBS could be a player for this. Uh, NBC could be a player for this. Um, because if Comcast grabs them, well, they're going to absorb those a little bit. Uh, I don't think this is over. I think Disney has got it, though. It's not over yet, but Disney's definitely decided, okay, we want this. We'll pay the premium. Comcast is coming in, making a, making a push, so we're going to push back. And I think Disney wins this. But that's where it is as far as the sports is concerned because there's so much potential. It could either be something to be added to the worldwide leader or it could be divested, and then you've got a new player. Somebody all of a sudden gets a significant foothold. It's got, it's got to happen. You're going to have to replace the void here because, well, the regional sports networks and Fox Sports 1, I think Fox Sports 1 will find its footing one day. It's getting some serious push right now. They're having their, their best numbers ever with the World Cup. And I know I've joked over the week that I'm not talking about the World Cup. I'm really not. But a lot of people are tuning in, and they're seeing great numbers from the people who are tuning in. They're beating a lot of things right now with their coverage, and that's what they were counting on. Now, I don't think this is going to carry the day because once people are done with the World Cup, they're going to walk away from Fox Sports 1. There's nothing there right now to hold me. The compelling programming's not there. And I can say that for all this. There's nothing that makes me want to say, you know what, I'm going to watch Fox Sports 1 every day. What's drawing me to the programming right now? Play-by-play. That's what's drawing me in, play-by-play. But there's so many avenues you can go down. I'm totally uh, interested in seeing what this hap- where, where this goes, what happens here. And, of course, this could anchor some digital offerings as well. I think Conference USA is on the right path right now. Uh, they're now back in the fold to with ESPN. You're back in. You've got all of your excess inventory going to ESPN's digital platforms. They're back in the door. That's important. All right, we're going to come back. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. As I said, there's some World Cup stuff we want to get into if we've got time. But we're going to talk sports when we come back, but we're going to go a different direction. I'm excited. I think you'll be excited as well. If you are a fan of the fight game, and cinema, 
all I'm saying. I think you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, find out when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As I was skipping past most of the soccer scores today, I found that today was the day that the trailer for Creed 2 was released. The sequel to a critically acclaimed movie. Two of my uh, current favorite actors, uh, Michael B. Jordan, thought he was fantastic in Creed. Uh, He was the reason why you went to go see Black Panther. And, of course, I'm a Rocky fan. Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. So Creed 2, the sequel's coming out. And... The trailer looks very promising. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go watch it yourself. But there's one thing i got to talk about. One of my favorite Rocky movies is Rocky IV. Now, yeah, I know. Um, Rocky IV, for some of you, might border on um, 80s excess here. You might think that Rocky IV is sort of a character itself. It's more of a, a... it's an 80s thing. It's different in tone compared to Rocky 1, 2, and 3. I mean, Rocky was a great cinematic moment in film history and sports movie history. And then Rocky 2 was that sequel follow-up. You had to have Rocky 2. You had to have the sequel to Rocky. And then finally, Rocky Balboa. Spoiler. Rocky Balboa defeats Apollo Creed, becomes the champion and then Rocky Three is sort of how is Rocky Balboa dealing with the success? How does he handle being the champion? And it also is, I think, a, um, a great character study because he's got to go up against himself in a way because with Mr. T's character, you have a guy who's hungry, who's coming up, and he's the challenger. Sort of what Rocky was, was coming up. I mean, Rocky wasn't from the position of, okay, I'm uh, I'm the champ, I've got all the success, and that's where Mr. T's character was coming from, Clubber Lang. He was raw, the real deal. And sort of like how Mike Tyson fell, you know, when Mike Tyson got beat by Buster Douglas, which Still a surreal moment for me in boxing. He just didn't seem like he was fully prepared there. Like, he just thought, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm, I'm going to Mike Tyson this, and I'll be fine. And all of a sudden, this guy who should have had no business, no, no, no business, beats him, gets him. And you see that with um, with Rocky, that he wasn't the better fighter that day. He wasn't the... Uh, better conditioned, better trained, and a lot of that's uh, self-inflicted wounds. Rocky Balboa is sort of a, a, a character now of himself. He's a caricature. He's a shell of himself, and he gets beat by Clubber Lang. Spoiler, sorry, sorry. If you haven't seen the movie by now, I can't help you. And so that was um, that was a great movie in itself because you know we had to see Rocky come back. And, yeah, how he dealt with the adversity, 
how he dealt with losing, how he dealt with, okay, um, what do I need to do to come back? What do I need to do to to get back on top? And, and that's where you get this great relationship and dynamic with Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. And then in Rocky Four, which is a, maybe not your favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, Rocky has to deal with the fact that his best friend now, one of his best friends, a relationship with, uh, he's fought with, fought together and fought against, gets killed because maybe he didn't know when to give it up. And the central character, of course, uh, the, the central character was Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago, the, the, this is an 80s product, the big bad Russian and I think you're going to see in Creed 2. That's why I'm excited about this, because Stallone's writing it. Michael B. Jordan's coming back, and I think he was amazing. And now you've got the conflict again, because Drago had a son. And he's going to fight Drago's kid. And apparently this kid's going to be even more fierce than Drago was when he fought Rocky. Now, I know a lot of people criticize Rocky IV because we go from an everyman who fought the good fight and was able to fight and win despite being just uh, an everyman to a superhero because Rocky came out to fight the Russian. The training montage is legendary. He climbs a mountain. You see all the science and technology behind the the whole Russian fight machine against Rocky just training in a barn with fire, steel, lead, wood. And this looks like it's a revenge movie here because, well, you've got Michael B. Jordan's character, who is the son of Apollo Creed. He's got maybe some abandonment issues a little bit because he was the result of an affair. And you've got the fact that Here's the son of the man who killed your father. And the trailer looks amazing. And I think Creed's been really well done. It's smart. It's a continuation of the Rocky franchise, but it's it's its own thing as well. It's not, okay, let's go remake Rocky again. Oh, okay, it's, it's Apollo Creed's son. Let's just do that. No, it really is starting to become more of its own thing. But Stallone's involved. I am totally involved with this. I, I'm ready to go. I want to see this. And, of course, I'm hoping that the fight's going to be epic. I mean, do you do you expect the outcome to be Creed beating Drago, avenging his father? Or does he take a loss? What happens? And, of course, he's now going to deal with the fact that he's on top of the world that's awesome because now you've got this next generation. He's the big deal. He's following in his father's footsteps. And Apollo Creed was one of the most charismatic charismatic characters from that movie. Carl Weathers did a fantastic job. I think that he maybe is forgotten sometimes because Rocky was your everyman and Apollo Creed was... I mean, we see boxers probably 
subconsciously trying to um, crib this style to this day. And of course, you know, you remember Rocky IV where he comes up, it's USA versus Russia, and Creed comes out and he's got, you know, the red, white, and blue, and James Brown is performing and playing him on, and it was supposed to be a boxing exhibition, and no, it was uh, Ivan Drago making a statement by killing in the ring, killing Carl Weathers. And now you've got a revenge story. I don't know how you can't be excited for this. I totally am ready to go see I want to see it now. I want to see it now, but it's not going to happen until later. But in the dynamic and this one feels like, okay, Rocky's got over the cancer. If you haven't seen the first one, he had cancer. He's, he's gotten over that. So, again, Rocky Balboa, you, you can't beat him. He beat cancer. And he's got to take over the mentor role. And they tried that once. Remember Rocky V? They tried that mentor role. It didn't work out as well. I, I thought that was not the best movie in this series. But now he's got the mentor role. He's sort of a, um, a surrogate father to a degree for, uh, for Michael B. Jordan's character. And he regrets that he couldn't stop Drago from killing Carl Weathers' character. Could not stop him, and he regrets that. And so now he's trying to stop it again. And you see the trailer at one point. Michael B. Jordan's looking at him like, what, you think I can't beat him? Um, that's interesting because there might be a little hubris here as well. Creed 2. I think it's going to be the um, Rocky IV sequel we really deserve. Uh, and maybe it's going to spur some interest in boxing. In. I th- that's what I hope as well. Um, you got um, you got a, a movie here that maybe will uh, stir up interest in the fight game. I don't think the fight game gets uh, enough attention just because, well, I mean, it's expensive to get a pay-per-view for one thing. It's not as mainstream to the degree that it's not... I can't turn on ESPN and watch boxing every night. I can't turn on Fox Sports 1 and watch the fight game as well, as much. Yeah, you got to go to HBO, Showtime. It's not. It's mainstream, but it's not mainstream. It's not the national sport like it was once upon a time. And I'm not going to think that, okay, this movie is going to make us all like boxing again. But I think it will generate some interest. There will be people who will maybe discover, hey, I, I kind of like boxing. Or at least uh, there will be people talking about boxing for a while. Because after all, um, Rocky Four is an iconic movie. Yes, uh, you have the imaging of USA versus Russia. I don't, well, it was the Soviet Union back then. I don't know if we're going to get that. I'm wondering, are we going to get that? Is this going to be a rah-rah film as well, where we get the USA versus Russia now, and standing in for uh, all things American is Michael B. Jordan against Ivan Drago's son, Victor. Victor Drago, which sounds ominous in its sense right there. And the great thing is... um, this movie is um, going to pr- 
probably make tons of money because Creed was so well-received. I haven't been this excited for a Rocky movie, and I don't know when. We'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. There's a crisis going on right now at the World Cup. It's not how things are being played on the pitch. Instead, there is a major crisis. We're in day seven of the World Cup in Russia, and Moscow is scrambling. They've got a major problem on their hands. Apparently... They're running low on beer. That's right. Soccer fans are pouring in. They have descended upon the capital in Russia to watch the World Cup. And somebody apparently didn't do the proper preparation. The logistics are off because they're consuming beer. So restaurants right now reporting in Moscow that fans have depleted their beer supply and they're having some difficulties. It's taking longer to replenish. That's according to Reuters. Um, this, is, um, this is what a waiter said at uh, a finer Russian restaurant. We didn't think they would only want beer. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have, have you not done your research? Soccer fans, beer. That's the one constant. Why do you think there are so many American cities right now? Why do you think Cincinnati is crazy in love with FC Cincinnati? You think it's the soccer? It's the beer. Come on. Think about this. So um, suppliers are running low. Restaurants are running low. It's a crisis right now in Mother Russia. Uh, The waiter said in the report, there are are really a lot of people in Moscow and they are all drinking. (laughs) Yes, sir. There are a lot of people in Moscow right now and yes, sir, they are all drinking. He said it's hot and it's football. So um, the good news is um, there are a few beer companies that are not impacted. Apparently Heineken's not having problems. They're, they're not having problems. Uh, Anheuser-Busch has not uh, replied to uh, the story. Think of it. Think of it this way. What would have happened if the United States made the World Cup? Could you imagine the international incident we might have to deal with right now if American soccer fan has gone to Mother Russia And there was a beer shortage. This might have been a crisis on the world stage. Because apparently everyone in Russia thought, oh, they're going to come in. They're going to eat our fabulous cuisine. They're going to take advantage of all we have to offer. And no, instead, soccer fan has rolled in and wanted one thing. Beer. That's it. Beer. I mean, I'm sure they're they're I'm sure they're tasting 
cuisine. I'm sure they're doing that to a degree, but um, apparently no. They're just coming in and wanting to drink. I mean, you've got several European countries in here, and you know they're heavy drinkers, and they're soccer fans. And to think, if the United States was in this here, oh, we would have a um, we would have an international incident here because Americans. I don't know if you knew this. Americans like beer. They like to drink the beers. How do you not prepare for this? Um, I would think you would have your logistics uh, just a little bit better because you've got an international sporting event with some of the most insane fans across the globe. Soccer fans are probably the most insane when it comes to their team and their sport, right? Is that fair? And so now we have this international incident in which uh, beer supplies are low. And it doesn't matter if it's the winning or losing team. It's everybody. Everybody's just, you know, drinking. We won. We're drinking. Oh, we lost. We're drinking. This is serious here. This is some serious life or death stuff for some of these people. You think I'm kidding. No, this is serious life and death here. The World Cup. Um, this is um, this is a rabid fan base. This is a cultural event that I don't share, but it's a rabid fan base where they are totally invested in their team. And then when they're done, they want to drink. It's a tragedy, I, I say the least here. Um, and you think that's the worst thing coming out of the World Cup? Um, I'm not going to get into uh, one story. Uh, there was some harassment uh, going on. Uh, but when we come back, there's um, there's another story that I think tops the beer story coming from the World Cup. We'll get into that. We'll take your phone calls as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. You should drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, um, I'm not going um, to talk about our next story. I'm not going to say anything that's um, going to be offensive or um, yeah, it's not going to be terrible, but at the same time, um, there might be some subject matter that if um, if you have kids in the car, judge for yourself. But if you want to catch it later on the podcast, you can do so. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're on TuneIn as well. Uh, you can go to our website, wrvc.com. Uh, you'll find the anchor link there. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's nothing that's going to be um, out of step. But at the same time, um, there's some subject matter that, yeah, maybe you might be bothered by if uh, you got a kid in your car. And uh, that's the warning. And it involves uh, the World Cup. Now, Burger King has been pretty um, pretty surly on their Twitter accounts, right? You know, the, the brands have gotten uh, a little attitude and a lot of character. And so Burger King Russia had to apologize after an advertisement which offered Russian women the chance to win $47,000 
and free Whoppers for life if they got impregnated by a World Cup player. Now, this was a very short-lived campaign. It was on social media uh, platform VK. Now, VK is uh, Russia's equivalent of Facebook. And so, on VK, Burger King Russia pointed out that they would do this. Now, a lot of people got angry. A lot of people in the public did not like this, so they had to pull it. Um, then Burger King Russia had to release an apology on VK. Uh, they had to basically say, look, we, we're sorry. We've removed all materials relating to the campaign as it was insulting. Um, here's, um, here's the backstory on this. Again, you might snicker a little bit at this and then um, you know, move about your day, but there was a senior Russian lawmaker. Um, she called on her countrywomen to not have sex with foreign men visiting Russia during the World Cup, saying that Russian women should give birth to our own. Um, she was um, on a radio station, and she gave an interview to Mara Pletnavyabva. That's the best I can do. Tamara Pletnavya. Sorry, that's the best I'm going to give you there. Um, the chairperson of the Duma Committee on Families, Women, and Children said that she was concerned about a rise in single mothers. Russian citizens, she said, should marry each other and build a good family, life together, I'm sorry, live together, give birth to children, and educate them. The reason this came up, one, uh, there was a, a question and she was responding to about a spike in births from foreign fathers following the 1980 Moscow Olympics. So sports brings you more babies. And she said these children then suffer and have suffered even from Soviet times. You know this perfectly well, she added. It's fine if they're one race, but not if they're from a different race. I'm not a nationalist, but still, I know the children suffer. Then they get abandoned, and that's it. They stay with their mom here. So this comes up. And then following this, Burger King decides in Russia, Burger King Russia, um, and Burger King Russia's master franchise is uh, Burger Russ LLC. So Burger King Russia, apparently their um, their social media presence has been kind of they they do things. I'll leave it at that. They decide to go viral here, I guess, uh, knowing that this would really get some people. Uh, there are probably a lot of people who laughed at this, thought it was funny, but then there's a lot of people that, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute here, you're crossing a line. And they had to apologize because they thought it was funny that if you got impregnated by a World Cup player, then they're going to give you cash and free Whoppers for life. Now, let's um, let's all be adults here. We know that there will be, for the next few weeks in Russia, uh, several alpha males. There will be uh, 
several charismatic soccer players. Some will be married. Some will not be. But as we know, from any professional sports uh, franchise that travels, there is the occasional, there's the opportunity for people to get together. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it gay roll. I'm trying to keep it clean here. I mean, I, we all know what we're talking about here, but I'm trying to keep it clean. So I, I get I get where they're coming from here, but while it's it, it might be amusing to a degree, it's uh it's really uh you, you got to cringe at this one. You got to go wait a minute. No, that no, no, stop that because um, that's that's not cool. But completely not cool. But they got what they wanted. It went viral. People are talking about it. I, I don't know if this means more sales for Burger King. Or are you going to eat more Whopper now because of this? Are you going to go to Burger King and get the Whopper now because there was this opportunity here? Sports, man. Sports brings the crazy out of us. It does. It really does. And, of course, it brings sometimes the, the good out of us. And it also brings sometimes the bad out of us. And, of course, just because it's the World Cup, uh, I'm finding more of the crazy and bad coming out of the World Cup as well. You're running out of beer. Um, you got Burger King of Russia uh, basically prostituting. It's not a good look. It's really not a good look. Uh, it's it's not, especially, especially for soccer, it's not a good look because um, – there were worse things actually actually happening here in uh, in the World Cup as well. As I said, there's on. Uh, I'm not going to try to get into that as much. We really don't have the time to, to get into that, but that's the world we're in today. As far as um, you know, social media, uh, it might sound funny if you're into the locker room humor, and it might sound like um, you know this is going to be f- so funny, and people are going to go, no, not so much. But they're not eating burgers anyway in um, in the World Cup. In Moscow, they're drinking beer. That's it. I think what Burger King Russia should have done was just advertise that they have beer. They should have stocked up. You can get a you can get a Whopper, fries, and a beer. That could have been the value menu for soccer fans in the World Cup. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again um, tomorrow on the show. Uh, David Kahn's going to join us from uh, the West Virginia Power. We're going to get caught up with what the power is doing, and he'll join us. Um, tomorrow will be uh, fun. It's a thirsty Thursday, usually at the ballpark. So uh, we're going to talk to him about what's going on with the power and everything that's uh, planned for the next uh, few weeks as far as the home stands are concerned. And then, of course, we'll get your phone calls in as uh, we're getting closer to the weekend. It's um, – it's not going to be uh, so uh, so far away here soon. We're going to have football ramping back up. It's going to happen soon. Basketball, of course, uh, will probably be uh, taking care of business soon because they've got some 
They've got some traveling to do. They've got some international traveling to do. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for our producer, Gabriel Sellert. So on this uh, on this Wednesday edition, back tomorrow, David Kahn will be my guest from the West Virginia Power. Looking forward to that. And we'll take your phone calls as well. That's going to do it. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. station.